Hi, listener. Welcome to the More Than Me podcast with your host, Becky Harrington, sharing stories of women who decided to move outside of themselves and claim a higher purpose because together we are more. In each episode, we'll dig deep into stories of women who shed their fear and shame so that they could claim their higher purpose. Each week, you'll leave inspired, free from the shoulds that have been bringing you down and prepared to walk ahead towards your bright purpose. Experience a community that has forged a path before you and discover that you're not alone. All right. Hi, listeners. Welcome back. This is episode 13 of the More Than Me podcast, and I am your host, Becky Harrington. And I want you to join me every week as we discover the triumphant stories of women who decided to have more for their lives and accept their purpose. This is a podcast for women who have a deep longing in their hearts, crave community, and are ready to step out in faith. So again, this is episode 13. We are here with more than me um, member Natasha Hemingway. Natasha is a vibrant soul. She just recently led one of the most popular Zoom calls for our members. Everybody was gushing about it afterwards. She has so much energy, so much passion, and so much um, heart for women. And just seeing them rise and take the next level in their lives and their businesses. Um, she's going to come and tell us a little bit about herself. And as always, uh, we're gonna when we talk about stuff, you can always go to morethanme.com, click on the podcast section. This is episode 13. Um, if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or another app, um, just click on the show notes and click see more, and you'll see a link to where you can follow Natasha, where you can find out about her website or anything else that we talk about today. So Natasha, Will you please say hello to the More Than Me um, audience? Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm so, so excited to be here. And thanks for having me on, Becky and Tiffany. Um, so excited to just get chat, get chat going. So, Natasha, will you just tell our listeners a little bit about you, your business, and also your life? Yes. Okay. So, I am a meaningful success coach and a speaker. And, um, I, my biggest, biggest passion, like Becky said, my heart is for women. And so what I do in my work as a meaningful success coach is I help women who feel stuck in their career or their business, seek their true calling by establishing a strong foundation of faith so that they can achieve meaningful success. And it is my purpose work. It is where my heart is. And I absolutely love doing it. And the other part of my business is speaking, which is another big, big passion of mine. So um, any format of speaking, I'm like, sign me up. (laughs) So I'm excited to be here. And then a little bit about me personal-wise, I'm a mom and I'm a wife. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of pretty much me, kind of in a small recap. And you are in North Carolina? Uh Yes. I lost you for a second. Um, okay, so you're in Charlotte, is that right? Yes, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, now I'm curious. I actually don't know this. So how, tell us the story of how you came to know Tiffany. Okay, so I went to um, a conference last summer called Live Out Loud that was run by Brooke Thomas, and that is where I met Tiffany. So when Brooke and Brooke lives here in Charlotte, North Carolina, she's a dear friend, love her. 
and um, wanted to go to that conference because I started looking at number one to support her and because anybody that she's around she brings great people and great women around her so um, I started looking at the speaker lineup and reading about it beforehand and I was like wow these are some amazing powerful women that are strong women not just in general but like in their faith and so I was immediately drawn to that so I get to the conference and I hear Tiffany share her story um, of her and her husband and just about her purpose and she had come to Charlotte when she was running is it stories by faith yep that yes. was what it was yes so when she was running stories by faith and I remember being so sad because I missed it because we were going on vacation to the beach and I just love the entire concept of stories by faith and so when I saw her speak at the conference, after the conference, I walked up to her and I was like, I have been waiting to meet you. <laughs> and so I told her that I really wanted her to bring Stories by Faith back to Charlotte. Um, I love that what she was doing and the way that she was doing it. And um, she was like, you know what? I'm kind of rebranding. I'm switching things up. She was like, stay tuned. I'm like, okay. So the day she launched More Than Me, I saw it pop up in the branding and I was like, yes. I was like, I want to be a part of this. And then I was like, and you need to bring it to Charlotte. When are you coming? So I've just been, I mean, from the minute she launched it, I've just been on board because I love um, not just who Tiffany is, but the heart that she truly has for women. Like she's not just saying, oh yeah, you know, let's, you know, empower women and support each other. But she lives, eats, sleeps, breathes it. Um, and it oozes from her. And you can tell the sincerity behind it and her heart behind it. Um, and it's just, it's in line with who I am and what I want to do too. So Natasha, you've come in to this, um, more than me and kind of been an attendee and met Tiffany, gotten more involved with the Instagram page, gotten more involved with the zoom calls and our members. And now you're kind of taking the next step. Um, Tiffany just informed, um, us this week that you're going to be joining the advisory, um, group that um, works on kind of the future heart and mission of more than me and that you're going to start joining us at the earth. Well, not lucky you 6am calls for me. I am in my bathrobe. Do not judge me. So yeah, so you're going to be joining us. And so I, you know, what I hear um, about you is that your heart is all in um, for more than me. And so I kind of wanted to just get some insight from you on like, what is it about more than me um, that is just kind of in, just jumped um, a heartbeat in your heart? Um, and just what does it mean to you? What does more than me mean to you? Yeah. So when I think about more than me, one of the bigger pillar, one of the big pillars is that it's faith-based or it's for women who are believers in faith and who are unashamed about that and who Amen. are willing to talk about it and who are willing to bring other women into that conversation, whether they are women of faith or they're not. Um, that is one of the biggest things that stands out for me. Tiffany and I had a conversation about this the other day. And I'm like, when you look around online, you look on Instagram or wherever you are, it's just, for me, I'm like, where are the women of faith? You know, where is, where's this movement? Because we are more than women that just go to church and do life groups. Right? Like we are ambitious, audacious, strong women that are doing big things and that are doing purposeful work in this world. And where are they? You know, and I feel like there's a groundswelling where you're seeing it more, where more, more conferences are happening or more membership type groups are happening. And so I feel like there's such a need. 
There's such a need. And especially as women of faith, there's such a need, not just for us, but for women who are not women of faith yet. I believe that. And we shouldn't hide behind that. I feel like, you know, everybody else is so loud about, you know, whatever they believe in or they don't believe in. And I don't feel like it's a time for us to be silent about what we believe in. We should be bold in that and we should be confident in that and not be ashamed of it and talk about the greatness that we're doing both as women of faith, but also like in our communities, in this world, the purpose work that we're doing, we're running businesses and we're doing it well and we're capable. And so I love that. That is one of the biggest draws for me is the faith-based part. And then the second part is the community. I feel like we are in such a world and a time where everything is so busy and it's so noisy and it's so loud online and it can be so distracting and it gives us this false sense of connection, right? You feel like you know what so-and-so is going through. You feel like you know what's going on in their life. You feel like you know the things that they're achieving or all the great things, but really we are so disconnected because, and I, I'm a strong believer. I lead um, connect party at our church. It's this connect lounge where people, new people to the church and new members come in. And I lead this. And every single time I say this, hence the word connect, we are meant to be in community and connected. We are not meant to do life alone. And that's what this group brings is it brings the connection. It brings the community. It brings the growth. It brings the faith. It brings the resources for women to learn what they need to learn to be able to do the work that they're called to do. And it's you that I'm like, I told Tiffany, I'm like, more than me needs to be massive. And I will help any way that I can to make sure that happens because it stands with integrity. It stands with heart and it stands with faith. And it stands with really, truly doing the work to bring other women up right in that movement. So I am super excited. That's a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today, um, which is community. Uh, what mm -hmm. does community really mean? Um, and I want to talk a little about some of the hard things about community too. But before we get into that, I want to just remind everyone that this is a great time to join the member program. I know that summertime can be a really busy time of year and you're traveling and you have vacations and your kids are home. <laughs> can we just say, Jesus bless all the moms who will be yes. home with their kids all summer. We love you. <laughs> we are here for you, girl. Uh, That's why but, you need more than me. <laughs> yeah, you need more than me this summer. This is the, exactly the time of year that you need to yes. join because uh, you're going to need some extra support and strength. Uh, yes. But just, you know, for those of you who don't quite understand, like, what is our member program? So this is a group of audacious women who want to band together with us and live out their purpose. That mm -hmm. purpose may be a business that you run. That purpose may be the amount of diapers that you are changing right now. That purpose may be getting your teenager through some really rough years of their life and going all in with them. Whatever your purpose is, and that might change, we're here for you. We're here to help you live that out. Um, so you get to interact with this community. There's a private Facebook group for members. There's also two monthly Zoom calls. One is like more of an informal, you know, introduce yourself to other members. They introduce you. Tiffany shares kind of like some vision casting. The second one is with experts like Natasha. Um, it's with uh, 
different resources. We've got two great ones coming up. So if you join right now, um, you could hop on as, um, earlier, as early as next week um, to the welcome call and the week following is actually um, Dr. Courtney Baker and she's gonna be talking about um, why women are losing because they're focused on competition over collaboration. And then in July, we have Rick Lawrence, who is a senior editor for a, a Christian publisher, talking about how he decides on books that he publishes, um, how to write book proposals, and then also to how to take what's in your head and your heart and put it down on paper, whether that's for a book or a blog. So we've got some great opportunities coming up. This is a great time to join. Um, we have a core team who thinks and prays about you every week and is constantly thinking about how we can better lift you up. So please join us. I'm going to dig in to our conversation and it's going to be about community. Um, as I followed Natasha on Instagram, what I see in her heart is that she is a woman who is after community. Uh, whether that's in person or online or in any way that she can get it, she is a woman who's creating community constantly, encouraging community and modeling community. So we're going to just get right into um, some questions for her. The first thing I want to ask you, Natasha, and I don't know the answer to this, but okay. I just felt God put it on my heart to ask you is, have you always had a great community? I have. <laughs> I have been blessed beyond belief. I mean, I think even back to like my younger days, um, me and actually one of my best friends talked about this two weeks ago how we can remember being as early as nursery school, um, having our own um, group, right? I mean, literally that young and coming up and even through elementary school, we were always together and our parents knew each other and our parents support each other. Or, if, you know, someone needed to be picked up from school. Like my mom's a single mom. She's a widow. Um, my dad passed when I was two months old. So my mom raised me by herself. So she needed community. Like she needed community. My mom's an only child and she needed community. She lost both of her parents very young. And so I think it's just literally a thread that runs through my mom and it runs through me because you cannot do life alone and you're not meant to be that way. God didn't design us to be that way. And so I, as, as long as I can remember, I can always remember having community around me. I still remember the people who picked me up from school and got me to gymnastics practice because my mom was working and she didn't have help. My dad passed when I was two months old. So it was just her. Like I still remember those people, you know? And so I've always, always had community around me and I've always known and had in my heart to love and respect those people. Um, not just for what they can do for you, but because of who they are and how they serve you. And I think when you come from that place, um, it's always propelled my heart. I always call myself a servant leader. Like it's always propelled me to serve other people. Um, and not with the goal of getting something from them, but just serve people and love people well, because you're going to need them or you're going to need someone else at some point. I can guarantee you in life. So when you live with that of always being in servanthood, like you, and, and the way that it makes you feel too, right? The way that it makes you feel when you're in community and you're serving others is just, that lights my heart up. So I had a very opposite upbringing. My mom was also a single mom, but I moved schools 
four times by the time I was 11. So mm -hmm. I was like constantly having to make new friends. And then when I turned 11, we, my mom remarried and we moved from the mountains of, of California down to the Valley of California. Mm -hmm. And just to give you an understanding of what that's like, that's like moving from Oregon to Southern California. Wow. And the fashion is about one to two years behind in yeah, Southern California is a wealthy, we moved to a very wealthy area and we had been pretty poor. Like my, my mom was a single mom. We had been extremely poor. She married a man who had, you know, a good living. And so we moved to a very wealthy area of Southern California. And my first day of school, my mom arranged for me to walk a, across the street. It was all the way across the street with right. the neighbor girl because she was trying, she was going to be in my class and my mom was trying to be proactive. And yeah. she had this cute outfit with this like hot pink scrunchie and like all wow. this stuff. And she was like, guess what jeans I'm wearing? And I was like, I, I didn't even know a single brand of jeans. Like we got all of our, like before that we had gotten all of our clothes from the Goodwill. And I was like, jeans like white ones <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about and she's like they're guests and oh, I'm wow. like what so I kept guessing guess <laughs> oh my god and that was my on road into basically what it was like I was totally like I was I had the wrong clothes I had the wrong everything and to make it worse I started in the middle of the school year so the kids wow. had already had friends and bonded and Community was really hard for me. I don't think it was till college that I actually got to experience what a community was like. And I know a lot of women, when, when we talk to them about joining more than me or getting more involved with the community of women, one of the things that they say is, I'm really afraid that if I put myself out there and I'm vulnerable with a group of women, that I'm going to get stabbed in the back. And so as somebody who has had the opportunity to be in a community for most of your life. I can't imagine that there haven't been times where there's been conflict or where there's been um, hard things that you have to walk through. And still, like, I think part of that is learning how to have conflict with people and still stay in community. So do you have, like, what would you say to women who are afraid of stepping out and being in a community of women? Yeah. I think that's real, you know, and I think it stems from people's experiences and their background, like what you just, what you just shared. Um, so I don't think that can be ignored. Um, I think when people feel like that, I think you have to challenge them and ask them, but what if it doesn't happen? You know, isn't mm. this, 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 all the things that we're creating here, all the things that we're cultivating, you know, and the fact that we're saying, Hey, we want you to be a part of this. What if we move, remove all of those negative thoughts? And what if for all of these things, you get this community that loves you well, that prays over you, that supports you, that pulls out the greatness in you, that sees the greatness in you, even where you are now? Like, what if that? I think we have to challenge them with that and say, give us a chance. Give us a chance. You know, see my heart. And I think it's, it's just, I think you challenge them. I don't think you let them go. Because if you let them go, then they leave with that same thought. And then we haven't shown them what it looks like to be loved well and supported. Um, I think the other thing is, I would say it's, it's worth the risk. Yeah. Right. And I, I have, um, even though starting out, I didn't have great community. 
I have amazing community in my life. Um, And I have women all over the country who support me. I have podcast listeners all over the country who support me. I have a wonderful family. Um, And man, the feeling that you have when you are with someone who knows you nakedly and loves you anyways, Mm -hmm. who gives you power and um, instead of shame, and who will always come back and remind you who you are. Man, is that a great, incredible thing. Um, What do you think? So I know you're involved. Tiffany was talking to me this week about how you're involved with the No Tribe, which I actually just came about to to learn about um, a few weeks ago in some other community groups. Um, What is belonging in some of these women's groups showed you about community? And, you know, what differences do you see and um, what opportunities do you think that um, e- that we have to grow this even more from online to offline and, and building relationships? Yeah, I think each community offers something different, right? So each community has a purpose. So for me, it's looking at who do I want to be around, right? Like who do I want to surround myself with? What value can I bring to the group? not just seeking out like what they can do for me. I don't think that's, that is not, I think that's a point too, is when you are being in community, it's just as a much, just as much about what you're going to bring and how much you're going to be a part of it and how active you're going to show up. That's what makes the community work. I think people go wrong sometimes coming to the community. Like, what are you going to do for me? Like, what is this about? What can you do for me? It's, it's a mutual thing. It's a give and take. So I look at, for me, when I think about becoming a part of a community, number one, I take it seriously. I don't just jump in anything and everything because that's not everything is for me and I'm not meant to be in every community and every community doesn't align with my values. So I think for me, it's just being able to be surrounded by other people who come from different walks of life, different backgrounds, and whatever that community provides, it's, it's different. So more than me is more business focused, right? I mean, excuse me. The no tribe is more business focused, sorry. Yep. Um, and where more than me, it has a bit of that, but it's more faith-based connection. So they're just, they're very different, but they both serve a great purpose and something that I can get behind. And it has the integrity. It has great women. It has the no competition um, kind of groundwork that it's, they make that very clear, whether it's Tiffany or whether it's, um, the no tribe. They really, really, really are firm about that. And so I think it's just looking at the different opportunities and seeing what you need and what you can bring, what value you can bring and how, if it's a good fit, it's a good fit. Cause I don't think you should put yourself just in one basket and expect that. It's like me coming to more than me and being like, I need you to give me this. Here's my whole laundry list of the things that I need from this community. I don't think that's realistic. So So I love what you're saying. I'm going to, I want to just bullet out a a few things that we've talked about. Yes. You're afraid of whether or not, so if you're, if you're in a place where you're trying to figure out if you should join a community and you're afraid of, well, what if I don't like them? What if they don't like me? What if it turns out like every other time? There were a couple of things Natasha said that I just want to like point out. So first of all is what if you're wrong? 
Um, like she just said, what if you're wrong and you just miss out because you decided that you were wrong? The second is, you know, it is worth the risk. <laughs> Having a great community is a life-giving thing and women in your life is a life-giving thing. Um, the other thing she said is you have to come in and ask what am I giving here, not what am I getting? Um, and I, I think that's so great. When you come into a relationship, no matter what it is, and you are just looking around and saying, oh, I can fill that, I can fill that need. Oh, you need that, I can do that for you. You know what happens when you do that? <laughs> All those people start saying, well, what do you need? <laughs> Right? right. And so you don't even have to ask. Um, but when we come in with this expectation and we have ROI goals and I have to do all of, you know, I have to get something from you. People don't want to give to you. I think that's just common sense. Right. Um, and also I just, this has been a huge thing on my heart and I've seen actually my own, um, I've seen my own, uh, responsibility in this over the years is, getting rid of a comp competitive mindset. Man, I think that's ingrained in us from the time that we're little kids. I, I see all of the ways that I was competitive in my career as a woman. I see all the ways that I've been competitive in my friendships as a woman. I am so on a mission to like just pull that competitive mindset out of my soul and not let it go anywhere. And, and just taking that mindset um, path and really being um, over the top about it the last few months has been changing my heart so much. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how much, and it's opening doors that, that never would have been open to me. Yeah. Um, so Natasha, um, you work with women on a regular basis and you work with mindset a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're dealing with a lot of mindset. What, kinds of things would you share with our listeners that you are learning about women and their mindset and the work that you're doing? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I know to be true is, and one of the biggest things that I think I hit on with every single client and that every single client shows up with, or either in my collective, is fear. Fear and how much it holds us back. Because even if you go back to the, what if, I, what if I join this community, I get burned. That's coming from a place of fear, you know, or um, the competitive thing. That's coming from a place of fear, fear, being scarcity, all those things. I think a lot of the things stem from fear. So a lot of what I talk about and what I work through with women is helping them understand fear, like knowing how it shows up for them, um, understanding the differences of fear because there are different buckets of fear and then knowing how to move through it so you can actually take fast action. Because I think we are in this culture too of like, Oh, be fearless. You know, like, um, never let fear stop you. Like I, I hear it all the time and I understand why it's there to encourage you to show up. I get it. I get it. But realistically, it's not, I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's realistic to expect yourself to be fearless. So I did a video about it the other day where I was like talking about like surrender, like just surrender to your mess, surrender to the fear, put your hands up, stop letting it hold you hostage and start being able to start move forward, moving forward on how understanding how fear shows up for you and how to actually take action and move through it. Because I didn't mention this earlier, but my degree that I have, my BS is in biology. So I kind of get geeked out on the brain stuff. 
And this is just a little tidbit for you. 95% of the time, your subconscious is running your brain. So fear is happening without you even like making it happen. It just comes up. And I don't care who you are, how successful you are. Everybody experiences fear. But I believe when you understand fear and you know how it shows up, you know the differences of it, and you actually have tools and tactics and systems that are simple to help yourself move through them, you can stop being stuck in fear and you can start taking action. And that happens. Those tools and tactics are practical things that you can use in life, business, relationship, anything. But I really, 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 that's, I think, the number one thing that I deal with over and over and over with clients is fear. The big thing. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Natasha. This has been a really great conversation. I think summertime is a great time to really evaluate um, your community. Um, and also, I was just having a conversation with my business partner about this, that, um, you know, sometimes in the winter, like we just, or spring or whatever, we get so busy. <laughs> you, if, you know, right now, depending on where you're at in life, there's graduation series, you know, the whole graduation. And now graduation is from like kindergarten all the way up. Apparently they have a graduation for just about every year. So everyone's in graduation season and you've got all these like final appointments that you have to make and you're making final arrangements for, you know, going on your vacations and all of this busyness. And sometimes I have to take a look at my life and say, when was the last time I hung out with a group of friends and just hung out, just soaked yeah. up the community, just went for a hike, asked them how they're feeling, asked them about their marriage, like asked them how I could support them. And it, if it's been a while, like maybe now is a time to, to say, okay, um, let's get together. I know more than me, um, community groups are starting to pop up. There's pockets of places where women are saying, Hey, more than me, uh, we know some other more than me women are, is it okay if we start having coffee every week? <laughs> is it okay if we start going for a walk? Um, maybe just contact us, send us a message on Instagram and say, Hey, I'm in such and such and I'm looking for community and let's see if we can hook you up. We're here for you. We want to do, um, what's best for you. We want, um, to help you have a community that can help you thrive and get through, um, the good times and the bad times in your life. And so Natasha, thank you so much. Um, if you are looking for events, they're coming. I know I've been saying that week after week, but they're coming. Uh, so join yeah. us on the website, go to morethanme.com. Hey, become a member. Become a member, become a, a part of the group of women that Natasha and I are, are talking about and saying, we're all in for you. Um, join us. Do it today. Go on morethanme.com, click on the membership section, send us an email, shoot us an Instagram message, whatever, whatever's easiest for you, but become a member. Um, thank you for joining us on the More Than Me podcast, sharing stories of women who decided to move outside of themselves and claim a higher purpose because together we are more. Um, again, we're going to be joined by another collective member next week. I don't quite know who that is, but there will be another podcast. <laughs> if you've enjoyed today's show, please go and leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play. You can find out more about this movement in more than in more detail on morethanme.com. This is episode 13, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.